0: Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity, and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. I'm Amanda.
1: I'm Captain Planet.
0: God damn it. This is the worst podcast on Mars, and Evan stole my name. (laughs) That's what I was going to call it. It's in my notes. I hate you. I was hoping, like, before we started recording, I said, I hope you like it this week, because I think it's funny, and I said, I hope you at least smile, and then you fucking took my name. <laughs> God damn it. That's my grievance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're already moving into that?
0: Yes. um, This is the podcast that talks about music. We talk about the... Uh, list of albums we take albums and we listen to them we talk about the history and the cultural significance behind it and then we we get a listen and tell you what we think about it and uh, this week we're gonna do earth wind and fire so uh before we get started do you have any corrections evan
1: not that i know of do you
0: no i'm good do you have any grievances
1: yeah you keep taking my names Yeah.
0: <laughs> done two weeks ago, motherfucker. And I had this name picked out. Like, I've got the names picked out on this, like, this master spreadsheet. I have the next, like, 15 done, sir. And you still... I had this this name in there probably three months ago for this episode, and you fucking stole it. God damn it. (laughs) I hate you.
1: We're off to a good start.
0: Off to a great start. So this week we're doing... Earth, Wind, and Fire's—that's the way of the world. It was released March fifteenth of nineteen seventy-five, and is number one eighty-seven on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's definitive list. So, you ready to get this train a going?
1: Yeah, I was trying to—I was trying to connect trains to all that, but there's no air in this band, so I can't connect it.
0: What? I hate you. Just, just stop. So, um. That's the Way of the World was the group's sixth studio album and was actually a soundtrack for a movie with the same name. The movie starred Harvey Keitel as a cocky record producer and Earth, Wind & Fire as Earth, Wind & Fire, an R&B group trying to make it big, working together to overthrow the evil forces at a record company. The soundtrack did significantly better than the movie. The movie didn't even get a DVD release until 2006 and was considered a flop.
1: Okay, I want to i want to interject that is a project for us later is to watch this movie
0: okay did you really need to interrupt me to say that yes no yes no learn conversational etiquette um okay ding while the while the album was one of the best sellers all time, okay let me start my sentence over because you interrupted my train of thought the movie didn't get a DVD release until 2006 and was considered a flop, while the album was one of the best sellers of 1975 and went triple platinum. So I thought that was interesting. Um, going into this, I didn't know it was a soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Because had
0: you heard of the movie? No, you've heard of Harvey Keitel. Yeah. But had, had I had no clue.
1: And I guess it, he would have been around that early because I think he was in Taxi Driver. Mm,
0: I think so. Earth, went and Fire... Which, from here on out, I'm going to try to just call them EWF. They were a powerful group. They were the biggest black rock band at the time. With a dozen gold and platinum albums to their name. Their sound was a classy and cultured mix of disco, Africana, fusion, f- sorry, fusion jazz, soft pop, and stoned soul. With an overall message of peace, love, and spiri- spir- spirituality. I can talk. Lyris Green... A DJ from Nashville noted that the group took all of these sounds and, quote, wrapped it up in one psychedelic mystical package, end quote. So, after hearing that quote, do you kind of get that? Because you listen to the album.
1: Yeah, I can. Kind of see it. I can hear a couple different things. Yeah. I think they have one on here. What is it? Africano?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, The song Shining Star was the song that launched the group into superstardom. That's the Way of the World started off slowly but gained traction once Shining Star was released as a single. And the album was the brainchild of founding members Morris White's vision for the band. He wanted creative melodies, innovative sounds and lyrics with an orchestra arrangement put together by a creative group of individuals who he encouraged to embrace their own personal diverse spiritualities. So, in... Learning about this, he wanted everybody, it, it was his band, and I don't know over time, or even more specifically during this recording, how many members they had in the band. There were so many floating in and out, like like a typical band you see, but it was a larger band.
1: I will continue. I'm going to... I'm
0: going to look it up? Yeah. They had a lot of members. He encouraged each one... To bring their own personal experiences from their different backgrounds into their music to inspire a new sound, to inspire new lyrics, a new message, just an overall look and feel. He embraced all of that, all the cultural differences, the religious differences, you know, all, all of these things. He wanted that, which is very unusual. For not only a band, but for the band's leader. Like, normally band leaders, they go in with a vision. and This is what I want. This is what we're going to do because it's my band. And if you don't like it, there's the door. But he he didn't. He embraced the differences.
1: Probably. It looks like about 10 or so.
0: Yeah. A larger group.
1: Yeah. And he, you said Maurice White? Mm hmm Apparently, he's also credited with uh, drums and percussion as well. Well, it's, it's separated as two things. Okay. It says drums, and then it has a list of people that are percussion.
0: Snickers is saying hi.
1: She wants to play percussion.
0: Um, the album worked to bring about a hopeful message about the world to its listeners and drove the message of self-pride and confidence through its music. It encouraged listeners to listen, see, learn, yearn, love, and have fun. It didn't tell people how to live their lives, but how they could live in a quest for self-actualization. It was an empowerment album meant to instill in individual growth and social change. So building upon that idea of everybody bringing their own individual experiences and beliefs to this, we wanna share that with others and not tell people how to live, but we want them to encourage, like embrace our message and if you want, use it to make a better life for you. They were all about positivity and hopefulness and peacefulness, you know, which is, you hear that, you think hippie, you don't really associate that with like a 70s band, but that's yeah, what they Yeah, kind of. It, I
1: mean, it's a little, I mean, they'd been around, you said this was time. their sixth album. Yeah. So they'd been around, I don't know the release date for the first album right away, but You would think late 60s. -hmm. So you grow up in that time frame Mm -hmm. where you want to go into that message. So, I mean, that makes some sense.
0: Right. So um, do you have any questions or anything you'd like to add? Because let's be honest, you did not do any research.
1: No, I went into this one completely blind.
0: Completely blind. Okay, so do you have any questions before moving on?
1: Uh, You said biggest black rock band of the time. Mm -hmm. What would they have been... What else would there have been? I mean, would you consider Jackson 5 rock?
0: They were more Motown.
1: I would say, because they weren't a thing anymore, I don't believe. Because no. I think he went solo. Because I know Thriller's not the first with his. No. So that was around that time, and he hadn't... I don't think his first albums had exploded yet. Um, when were the Supremes?
0: They're also Motown.
1: Okay. So, yeah, because most of the artists that i'm thinking of would be considered motown uh mm-hmm. ray charles wouldn't be considered rock i don't think
0: um i think he was more country um like his his roots were were in country um country and like gospel so it's like southern stuff
1: uh james brown but that'd be more soul but still
0: he's the what godfather of soul i believe so it's but still and we have this discussion the other week about the difference between rock and R&B whereas i that's a race thing really when our motown and flowed into R&B this was one of your this is like your outlier that was a black rock group they did incorporate some components of R&B and you know a little bit of motown into it but they were mostly considered rock and you know, at the at the time, it's they they have to categorize it to get it airplay. Yeah, you know, like now, if you turn on a classic rock station, you get D all of the above. You know what I mean? It's it, everybody's lumped together now. They're all considered classic rock, and it's not broken down into these specific genres. I mean, I I'm a big fan of alternate alternative radio. So I can go on to like alternative 90s and it's like the grunge and whatever. But if I'm also listening to big classic hits on iHeart, they play Green Day and they, they play Nirvana.
1: See, that, that's a whole separate discussion to but, figure out what the but alternative is. You see is, what but I mean? Yeah.
0: It's, so it's, nowadays it doesn't really matter, but back then that's what they were classified as rock. So that's the Way of the World, charted at number one on both the Billboard 200 and the Top Soul Albums charts winning a Rock Music Award for Best R&B Album. It stayed on the charts for 55 weeks.
1: See, even then, you're just saying that it, it won for Best R&B Album and it's classified... It, it's... 70s were a weird time, man. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Because, like, you also have disco in there. And I would consider... Personally, I would consider some Earth, Wind & Fire to fall under disco just because, it, to me, it sounds... So it, Earth, Wind and Fire is kinda like if disco and jazz had a beat. beat. It
1: sounds seventies. Yeah. It's when you think seventies you think this is this is kind of what music you would think of. Mm-hmm. You have you have a little bit of the start of more like the metal and all of that and mm-hmm. then this is like you think like the the light classic rock, the early metal, and then disco. Mm
0: hmm. So um, the release singles from this album were Shining Star, That's the Way of the World, and Reasons. Shining Star also reached number one on the U.S. pop and R&B charts, while the title track, That's the Way of the World, reached number 12 on the pop charts. They became the first ever R&B act to hold both number one spots for singles and albums at the same time. So even there, your your songs are crossing over genres.
1: Yeah, and I... I think I saw something on Apple Music. Um, "Shining Star" was their first number one single. Mm-hmm.
0: Some of the original reviews said the album had lousy production. Sorry, these are these are quotes. "Quote lousy production." Unquote. "Quote the closest thing to a black heavy metal band." Uh, okay. I thought you would enjoy that one because there's like such a discussion whether or not Ghost is metal
1: that that's an interesting quote
0: yeah uh quote needs a little understatement (laughs) and that it quote had had forgettable forgettable lyrics however over time these reviews have obviously changed with many claiming the the album is a quote masterpiece that perfectly blends all of the elements of music to create one of the sleekest 70s sounds and is the, quote, make out music of the gods. <laughs>
1: Hendrix. That was a, that, okay. I don't know why that just popped into my head. I think there's a song, uh, and the gods made love. That's probably your biggest black rock artist mm-hmm. before that.
0: Yeah. Um, here I am. Shining Star is a song that can be heard within the work of other artists like Prince and James Brown. So we talk a lot about how these albums influence other artists. So this one is a very clear point where Prince and James Brown take from.
1: Yeah, because I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of Prince, but I can see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, hear that because it's an audio medium.
0: Uh, that is all I had. Do you have any questions before I give my sauces?
1: Before you give your sauces? I want sauce. You had sauce You're a with saucy dinner. bitch tonight.
0: So no, no, so, no. So thank you to Earth, Wind, and Fire, twelve essential songs, po- uh, written by Mossy Reeves, Jason Heller, Jordan Runtog, Simon vozick Levinson, Oliver Wang, and Christopher weingarten That's a lot of authors. We used
1: Runtog before.
0: Mm-hmm. Published February fifth, two thousand sixteen, on rollingstone.com Thank you too. That's the way of the world. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, Written by Lyris Green, No Date, on music2.com. Thank you to Earth, Wind, and Fire, That's the Way of the World, No Author, No Date, on elusivedisc.com. Thank you to Earth, Wind, and Fire, That's the Way of the World, No Author, No Date, on super70s.com. Thank you to Earth, Wind, and Fires, That's the Way of the World, by Dwight E. Brooks, published November 3rd, 2022.
1: Hey, that one's got a name and a date.
0: Yeah. Okay, oh, 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 you didn't catch it. Did you hear my date? November third, 2022. Which hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um on bloomsbury.com. So this is this is a book. He wrote this book. It is going to be released then. I was able to get some information off of the description. Okay. Um Earth Wind and Fire that Earth Wind and Fire That's Aware of the World Review by Darley E. Esley, published in 2010 on bbc.co.uk. Didn't give me a more exact date. And thank you to Key Tracks, Earth, Wind, and Fires, That's the Way of the World by Chris Williams, published February 8, 2016 on daily.redbullmusicacademy.com. Okay. I find sources.
1: (laughs) Mm, Those are definitely sources.
0: Okay, so since I did just a lot of talking, why don't you give your review first?
1: Okay. Mine will be shorter than yours. Okay. I'll just. It
0: usually is because I explain a lot more than you do. And I make more sense than you do. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I do a lot more with coins, so I think I have more for sense than you. For
0: fuck's sake. No. No. I'm too tired for that bullshit.
1: Can and you're I... just going to sit there and be quiet. Can I continue? Yep. Making sense? Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Pennies. Stop it.
1: So, I knew Shining Star, but I don't think I knew it by name. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only one that I really knew off of this. And I'm not sure if I want to keep it or not. And then it kind of slowed down. And I made it through, but I had problems making it through the album. Like, I got very tired during it so to me it's not necessarily a bad album but it, it was like last week you your heart wasn't into rush you got to a point and you're like okay i know my heart's not into this i had problems getting into the album it wasn't that i don't care for it you know i don't i don't mind. Like. I like Tragic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and this is what... This, to me, is early Tragic Kingdom. You know what I mean? It's it's 20 years before, it's, it, but it's the same kind of style. You have some of the brass. It's, you know what I mean?
0: I kind of get what you're saying, although you're coming off as of saying because they, Earth, Wind & Fire used brass instruments and no doubt use brass instruments, it falls under the same kind of music when it is not. Earth, Wind & Fire is funk and jazz yeah. and soul. No doubt with ska and pop and punk. Two different genres. That's like the same argument as saying, like church music and heavy metal are the same because you can use guitars to play both. Organs. That's, bu- that's bullshit. Organs We're not like doing hearts that. and livers. Give me a different reason start over do better (laughs) no i heard you and i'm ignoring you
1: (laughs) no i'm not gonna do any better um i want to try to take some caffeine do some cocaine do all that kind of stuff so i'm more awake and do another album for like reviews days okay but as it sits i didn't care for it okay it wasn't like the production wasn't bad like I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with like the quality of it. It was just I couldn't focus long enough to actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So just, it wasn't something that you would typically typically listen to, a la me and Rush. So you had to kind of work to get through it, a la me and Rush, and it just wasn't for you, a la me and. everything else (laughs) that we've done so yeah no i get
1: it yeah i will i will try again on a reviews days episode okay we'll we'll go through pick a different one that's because i i thought going into it it was going to be more upbeat you know from from the little that i had known of them i didn't expect it to be as slow as i seem as i found it so, I had that that's my issues. Okay. So, you want me to go? B minus C plus somewhere in that range?
0: Okay. Are you, ke- you keeping anything?
1: I don't know if I'm keeping shiny star. It depends on the day. Like like it depends if I'm in the mood for it. I would I would keep it, but I might skip it if it comes on. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So, um I went into this album with high hopes. I'm a big fan of funk and soul music in the same vein of jazz. I'm partial to those songs I played in band. And I became more familiar with EWF in college as our marching band did a drumline-themed show based on the 2002 movie and soul music specifically. EWF had a heavy presence. Now, before I continue my review, have you ever seen Drumline? I don't know if we have it. Uh, Nick Cannon's in yeah, it Zosa I was,
1: was going to try and guess
0: Sorry um, Is Orlando. Nick Cannon in it? Yes Nick Cannon's in it um, But they You know what the movie's about
1: Yeah I think we've seen it
0: And it, it was very very popular Going into my second Second year of Marching Man And so they did A, a show to feature our drumline Cause it is pretty cool To watch that stuff and it's a lot of work. And I, so I, I got to see things behind the scenes. And it is a lot of work to, not just to play it, but you're also doing a lot of motions with the sticks yeah. and a lot of choreography. Uh,
1: and then you're moving on top of it.
0: Yes. And um, EWF, they had a big presence in that film with more recognizable songs. And that's my recommendation for you for Reviews Days is we'll find the album that has um, September on it. Um, and I can't remember the other one.
1: Who does all the research now?
0: Well, it's, they're not on these albums, but I can't think of the, uh, the name of the other EWF song that I like that is, is good. More upbeat, more what you were looking for, but we'll, we'll look at that one and we'll, that's the one we'll do for reviews days. But anyway, so remembering my experience there, I was very excited to listen but that being said, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't like more of these songs. Shining Star was great, an excellent opening to the album, but the rest of it kind of fell flat for me, just just like you. I, I enjoy Funk and Soul, but this was a miss for me. I'm keeping Shining Star and Happy Feeling, and I'm giving it a C. I, I kind of agree with you that it, you went into it thinking it was going to be more upbeat funk, and it just kind of was like more mellow, but that, that quote... The the makeout music. This is good makeout music. It's like the the low funk in the background. What are you doing?
1: I was trying to figure out what album September was off.
0: All right. Final thoughts.
1: No, nothing that's hasn't been said already. (laughs)
0: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I do what I can. So my final thoughts. I really, really, really wanted to like this. I say again, like a broken record, it's not bad. The group isn't bad. I just didn't, er, it just didn't make me want to get up and dance, which is what I usually feel when I listen to funk. So it just wasn't for me. So my recommendation is we'll listen, give give them another shot. We'll listen to the other one, do it for reviews days.
1: Or you can just say your recommendation is drumline.
0: Drumline? That's a fucking awesome movie. Do 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 do
1: do 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 do
0: do do. I can feel it. Okay. Um, your recommendation
1: is to get a non-Gremlin cat.
0: Non-Gremlin cat.
1: Yes. Like an actual cat cat.
0: She's she's an actual cat cat. The other one's a weasel slash Gremlin slash dolphin hybrid. Yeah,
1: my there. recommendation is get an actual cat cat.
0: Cat cat, Snickers is Snickers is a good kitty. Cat dog. Cat dog, yeah. That's a good show. Okay, um, so you want to take us into our uh, this day in history?
1: Yeah, I suppose I can do that. I actually, do have a final thought I'd like to add. I was pulling up the uh, this day, mm-hmm. and I decided, hey, I'm gonna look for September real quick. It was initially included as a track on their Greatest Hits album, hmm. so it didn't have a regular have studio release. Okay. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, so you ready for This Day? Yep. Okay, so it is September 9th, 1954. Elvis Presley played at the opening of the Lamar Airways Shopping Center in Memphis, Tennessee. Johnny Cash was in the audience, and after the show, met Elvis for the first time. Hmm. 1956. Elvis Presley made his first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, performing three songs. Do you have any idea what they were? No. Don't Be Cruel, which is some good life advice. Love Me Tender, which is... Not so good love. Life advice. Joe House Rock. Ready Teddy. I don't
0: even know that one. Yeah,
1: I don't either. Nineteen sixty-three. The Beatles were at number one on the UK singles chart with um
0: Um, um, um Strawberry Fails Forever. She loves you. <laughs> I
1: please please me was at number one on the UK album chart. She Loves You became the Beatles' best-selling single in the UK, and was the best-selling single in Britain in 1963. 1965, The Rolling Stones were at number one in the UK with... "Paint It Black. I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Giving the band their fourth UK number one single. Do you know any of this story about that? Nope. Keith Richards recorded a rough version of the riff in a Florida hotel room. He ran through it once before falling asleep. He said when he listened back to it in the morning, there was about two minutes of acoustic guitar before you could hear him drop the pick and then me snoring for the next 40 minutes. (laughs) 1965. U.S. newspaper The Hollywood Reporter ran the following advertisement. Madness, folk, and role musicians singers wanted for acting roles in new TV show. Parts for four insane boys. The monkeys. The monkeys. Ha! Four hundred thirty-seven people applied for this job.
0: Hey hey, we're the monkeys. Which,
1: going down a side path, um, do you know that that's why David Bowie has his name? Mm. Because his name was Davy Jones, who's the drummer oh, for yeah, the monkeys. He had to change it. And I believe one of them's. Grandmother? Someone in the family invented Whiteout. Oh,
0: really? I believe.
1: 1975. Paul McCartney and Wings kicked off their historic 13 month world tour. U.S. performances were recorded for the triple live album Wings Over America. The North American leg constituted McCartney's first live performances there since the Beatles' final tour in 1966. 1977. David Bowie appeared on Mark Bolan's ITV show, Mark, singing Heroes, as well as a duet with Bolan, Standing Next to You, which was prematurely terminated when Bolan fell from the stage, much to Bowie's amusement. I believe he's the guy from T-Rex. After the show, the pair recorded demos together, which were never finished because Bolan was killed in a car crash a week later. 1989. This band scored their second U.S. number one single with Hangin' Tough. A number one in the UK in 1990. <laughs> the group also went to number one on the US album chart on this day with Hangin' Tough.
0: And KOTV. <laughs> for the people who don't know, that's New Kids on the Block. I had their comforter and their sheets and their pillowcases and their curtains. Joey, Jonathan, Jordan, Donnie, and... Murray. I don't remember the last one.
1: <laughs> Some fan you are. <laughs>
0: a million years ago man
1: 1992 nirvana's chris Novoselic, i believe is how you say his name knocked himself unconscious during the mtv music and video awards after being hit on the head with his guitar after throwing it up in the air and up in the air is in quotes for some reason (laughs) because i don't think he can throw it down in the air but that's a that's a whole other thing 1995 Coolio, featuring L.V., scored his first number one single with?
0: Uh, Gangster Paradise?
1: The song sampled the chorus of what song? Or what artist?
0: I knew it one time, but I don't know. What is
1: it? Stevie Wonder's Pastime Paradise. Okay. And featured in the 1995 movie Dangerous Minds. Uh-huh. Coolio was awarded a Grammy Award for the song.
0: It's a good song.
1: 2004. U.S. guitar maker Ernie Ball died after a long illness. In the late 50s, Ball (laughs) opened the first music store in the USA in Tarzana, California, to sell guitars exclusively. He developed the guitar strings called Slinkies, specifically designed for rock and roll electric guitar. 2005. Liverpool City Council confirmed it was to demolish Ringo Starr's birthplace because...
0: Why?
1: It had no historical significance. Okay. The house in Dingle was one of 460 properties to be demolished for a regeneration project. The council said Madrin Street had no significance because Ringo had only spent three months of his life there. Also in 2005, Terry Howard, a studio engineer who had been accused of stealing recordings belonging to late soul singer Ray Charles was cleared of all charges in a los angeles court howard had worked for charles for 20 years had been howard you're bad at this well there's no comma in there howard who had worked for 20 yeah okay so there's no commas in here Howard, who had worked for Charles for twenty years, had been arrested in February after dozens of recordings belonging to Ray Charles Enterprises were seized from his home.
0: I'm just saying. I'm not. That's goes, prep work goes a long way, Evan. Come
1: I on. did prep. I opened the website. <laughs> I did preparation for this. Wait,
0: when did you open the website?
1: Before we recorded it.
0: Like today, before we recorded it. Yes. Like, how early before we recorded?
1: Before we started recording.
0: Like 30 seconds before we pushed play?
1: It was longer than that. It was more like 32 seconds.
0: Okay, but that's still on you for not preparing and just showing up and expecting things to go well.
1: They do go well.
0: I beg to differ.
1: You ready for the birthdays?
0: Go shorty, it's your birthday gonna party like in a silver Lamborghini <laughs> yes go
1: Joe Negrani singer with American Puerto Rican doo group Frankie Lyman and the teenagers who had the 1956 UK number one and US number six single why do fools fall in love they were also they are also noted for being rock's first all-teenaged act so that should help you a little bit
0: so 19
1: 39. 40. Okay. Otis Redding, American singer, songwriter, record producer.
0: Under the boardwalk.
1: After appearing at the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival, Redding wrote and recorded his iconic Sitting on the Dock of the Bay with Steve Cropper.
0: Oh, I was wrong.
1: The song became the first posthumous number one record on the Billboard Hot 100, and The Dock of the Bay became the first posthumous album to reach number one on the UK albums chart. Redding was killed in a plane crash on the 10th of December, 1967. 42. 41. Trevor Leslie Oaks from English Revival Group Showaddy Waddy.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Showaddy Waddy.
1: S-H-O-W-A-D-D-Y. W-A-D-D-Y.
0: Showaddy Waddy.
1: Who had the 1976 UK number one single with their version of Under the Moon of Love. They spent 209 weeks on the UK singles chart and had top 10, top 10 singles. 49.
0: 46. Are you kidding me? I guess 46 are the last, like four of them. Uh
1: Canadian musician Bruce Palmer, bassist with Buffalo Springfield, for... Who scored the 1967 U.S. number 17 single, For What It's Worth? Palmer died of a heart attack on October 1st, 2004. 47. 46.
0: For fuck's sake. God.
1: American singer, songwriter, guitarist, record producer, and multi-instrumentalist John McPhee from the Doobie Brothers, who had the 1979 U.S. number one single, What a Fool Believes, and the 1993 UK number 7 single Long Train Running 50 50
0: <gasps> I got one right You
1: got one right Yay Dave Stewart guitarist, songwriter, producer, member of Long Dancer Tourists, who well, I don't know, he had some solo stuff in the late ni- or in the early 90s, but you would know him from The Eurythmics Nineteen eighty-three, U.S. number one and U.K. number two single, "Sweet Dreams," 52.
0: fifty-two, <gasps> two in a row.
1: Michael Bublé, Canadian singer, crooner, <laughs> big band how singer, you say his and actor.
0: Name. Evan, Evan, say it right. Say it right.
1: Michel Bublé.
0: Evan. Evan, say it right. Evan.
1: Robert Goulet.
0: God damn it. All right, Michael Michael Goulet.
1: Canadian singer, crooner, big band singer, and actor.
0: 77.
1: 75. Stuart Price, British electronic musician, songwriter, producer, and remixing, which is its own category, apparently, worked with artists including Madonna, Missy Elliott, The Killers, Gwen Stefani, and Seal. Seventy-seven.
0: Seventy-seven. <gasps> I got three right!
1: On that note, we'll just call it good for birthdays, because apparently this is not your strong suit tonight.
0: No. I got three right, which is better than last time. Were there any after that? No. Okay. So, before we say our off sayings, did do you have anything you would like to add?
1: No, but I promise I will try to do better next time.
0: Can you can you also try to do better in every aspect of your life?
1: I can breathe better.
0: Great, I'm in for a fun rest of my evening. Um, so please follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter at uh, Worst on Mars. Send us an email. Come say hi. Uh, ask at Worst on Mars G- on at fuck every week. Why why is this so hard? I don't know why it's so hard at worstpodonmars at gmail.com. Email us there. Give us a rating and a review. Come come, you know, like it. Sail away. Sail away. You guys. Um, tell us what you like. Be nice about what you don't like because remember we are human beings even if I act like a robot. Um, come back next week when we're going to be doing and I'm so excited for this Green Day's Dookie.
1: That's a load of shit.
0: Peace!